Hi, welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Ines Kosana. And I am Gottfried Boafo. Thanks for joining us. Worldwide, around 71 million people have been affected with hepatitis C virus. On the African continent, there are around 10 million people with hepatitis C. Joining us today are two academics from the University of Glasgow in Scotland. We have John McLachlan, a professor of viral hepatitis, and Dr. Elihu Arande Cortez, a research associate at the Centre for Virus Research. Hepatitis C is a viral infection that causes liver inflammation sometimes leading to serious liver damage. Elihu starts by telling us how someone can contract hepatitis C. Hepatitis C is a liver infection caused by hepatitis C virus. This is usually spread when someone comes in contact with blood from an infected person. Great part of the infections are asymptomatic and the patient can be chronic infected for decades without knowing it. Well, most of the infections are by sharing needles, syringes, or any other equipment used to prepare and inject drugs. But it's not the only way that's important. As we say, hep C infection can be happen in any situation where someone is in contact with blood from an infected person. Uh, let's see, for example, when you, you go and get a tattoo or a body piercing and the equipment or the instruments are not sterile, by sharing an item that might have come in contact with infected blood, even in amounts that are too small to see. Uh, it's, it's not common, but sex with an infected person can spread hep C. So it, it has been reported more often among men who have sex with other men. Nowadays, the risk of transmission to recipients of organs, blood or blood products is extremely low, but can happen. Also, it's important to say that hepatitis C is not spread by proximity, like for example, now flu or COVID. You cannot get infected by coughing or sneezing, and you can hug and hold hands with any infected person with any, without any risk. And also, it's important to say that hep C is not spread through food or water. John? So, so, so maybe I can just add a little bit to what Elihu has said. Um, because the, public, the study that we've published um, has looked at um, people from Africa who have moved to the UK but probably were infected while they stayed in, in Africa where they originally were born. Um, and what we find in that group of people is a whole range of reasons why they probably became infected and it's many of the ones that um, Elihu has already described so, for example, tattooing, surgery procedures, coming into contact with contaminated blood, maybe through blood transfusion. So those were the, those were the sorts of reasons why we found that people who originally came from Africa actually became infected in their, in their home country. There is also a stigma attached to having hepatitis C. Why is this? Elihu? Because a substantial number of people with hep C have a history of intravenous drug use. They are frequently blamed for getting the disease and viewed as irresponsible. Diagnosis with hep C has a great impact on patients' lives. The stigma associated with hepatitis C infection produces high levels of anxiety and fear of transmission. And it can be a major cause of social isolation as well as to discrimination in health services and workplaces. Health professionals, society, and infect patients must be aware 
of the chance of real cure and total and definitive elimination of the virus. John? Yeah, and, and, and just to add to that, this, this question of stigma is a, is a really, really important one. And very often, you know, even we find, in, and this happens in the UK among families, that there's this stigma potentially of being, you know, possibly being affected with, with hepatitis C. Um, and sometimes that stops people coming forward to be um, diagnosed. And of course, then if you don't become diagnosed, then the risk is that you will pass that infection on to someone else, particularly maybe someone else in your family. So overcoming this um, stigma of being infected is really, really important. Um, but in actual fact, the, now that we can cure most people who are infected, hopefully what we'll also do is remove the stigma that has been attached with, um, with carrying the virus. For about 20 years, there's only been one treatment available. Can you tell us more about it? The major drug used for more than 20 years has been interferon and it's frequently used along with another drug called ribavirin, which is still used at times with the new therapies that we'll go on to discuss in a minute. Now, interferon is naturally produced by the body when we become infected with a number of different viruses and this production of interferon in the body leads to the further production of a large number of human factors that themselves also combat infection. So interferon is stimulated in the body when we become infected and interferon itself then stimulates a whole set of other factors which try to control infection. However, um, interferon does not specifically target just hepatitis C but is really what we refer to as a general antiviral. Now in those who are treated with interferon, um, it's delivered at high doses by injection um, for up to 48 weeks is the length of time that treatment can last and then ribavirin would be taken orally on a daily basis. Now because both interferon and ribavirin are not just specific to hepatitis C, their success in curing the virus infection is, is really unpredictable. So depending on the strain of hepatitis C, cure of infection could reach 40 to 65%. Can you tell us about the downside of the therapy? But the downside of the therapy is not just the unpredictability of curing infection and, and the length of treatment, but also the many side effects which are associated with taking or being injected with interferon. And these can range from headaches, nausea and depression to a, a number of other potentially serious side effects. This meant that many people could not tolerate the treatment and had to stop before the course could be completed. And of course, although the virus may seem to have cleared, it often returned as it could remain at low levels in the liver where the virus is mainly found. So for a long time, scientists in the pharmaceutical industry have been searching for and trying to, and trying to develop new drugs that would firstly be more effective and give higher rates of cure than um, interferon. And secondly, um, we were looking for treatments that would need a shorter period of um, having to give um, that, that treatment. And then thirdly, um, the aim was to remove the issue over side effects associated with injecting interferon into people over a long period of time. But more recently, a new drug has been developed. It has a high rate of curing the infection. Please tell us more about it. So direct acting antivirals is not just one drug, but it's a whole range of drugs that have emerged for use in the clinic in, in recent years. 
So as their name suggests, direct acting antivirals, they've been developed specifically or directly to act against hepatitis C. And this is an important difference from using interferon. In addition, the drugs target um, three different factors that are made by the virus. And this means that you could use just one drug to target one of the factors um, uh, made by the virus. But from many clinical trials that um, have been carried out, we now know that the best way to reach high rates of cure is to make combinations of drugs against um, more than one factor made by the virus. Now this may sound a little bit complicated, but the main message is that with these new drugs, as many as 95% are cured of their hepatitis C infection. And if you think about that, that's much, much higher than what we achieved with giving interferon over a period of 48 weeks. Um, and these, whereas it was 48 weeks for interferon, with these drugs, you only have to take them for up to 12 weeks. And the really important thing also is that there are very few side effects from taking the drugs. So it was often thought that with interferon, the discomfort of the treatment um, itself was really part of trying to get rid of the virus, but that's no longer the case. So the drugs are highly effective. They only need to be taken by mouth, not injection, for a few weeks, and they have very little impact on your daily life. In many African countries, there are different strains of the virus. Will this treatment work on these different strains? So the, the, the countries across Africa are, are really interesting um, in terms of the diversity of the strains of hepatitis C that, that, that we find. In fact, one of the, the main problems that we faced in looking at whether or not these drugs would work or not has been the lack of knowledge about the entire range of strains that, that can be found in each country um, in, in Africa. So the way that we've tried to solve this is to look at people from Africa who now stay in the UK but were probably infected in Africa before they came um, over here to stay. And what we found is that just about every strain we find in African people responds to the drugs just as well as the strains that we find circulating here in the UK. So what does all this mean? So there are a couple of strains that don't respond so well to some treatments, now we, but now we know about them, then we can actually use a better combination to try to treat those particular strains. So now that we've published all the information that we have, that can be used by African countries to make decisions on the best combination of drugs to, to, uh, to use so that they can treat their own people who are infected with hepatitis C. And it also means that people who receive these drugs can be more confident that they will work and also that the countries themselves can make the best use of the resources that are available to them for delivering the right treatment. The World Health Organization has set a target to eliminate hepatitis C by 2030. This new treatment can play a significant role in achieving this goal. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozer Patel. From me, Inas Kosana. And me, Godfred Boafo. Bye for now.